Section 7 of Bird Stories from Burroughs by John Burroughs. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sandra. Bird Stories from Burroughs by John Burroughs. Section 7. The Chewink. The Chewink is a shy bird but not stealthy. It is very inquisitive and sets up a great scratching among the leaves, apparently to attract your attention. The male is perhaps the most conspicuously marked of all the ground birds, except the bobolink, being black above, bay on the sides, and white beneath. The bay is in complement to the leaves he is forever scratching among, they have rustled against his breast and side so long that these parts have taken their colour. But whence come the white and the black? The bird seems to be aware that his colour betrays him. For there are few birds in the woods so careful about keeping themselves screened from view. When in song, its favourite perch is the top of some high bush near to cover. On being disturbed at such times, it pitches down into the brush and is instantly lost to view. This is the bird that Thomas Jefferson wrote to Wilson about, greatly exciting the latter's curiosity. Wilson was just then upon the threshold of his career as an ornithologist and had made a drawing of the Canada jay, which he sent to the president. It was a new bird, and in reply, Jefferson called his attention to a curious bird which was everywhere to be heard, but scarcely ever to be seen. He had for twenty years interested the young sportsmen of his neighbourhood to shoot one for him, but without success. It is in all the forests from spring to fall, he says in his letter, and never but on the tops of the tallest trees from which it perpetually serenades us with some of the sweetest notes and as clear as those of the nightingale. I have followed it for miles without ever but once getting a good view of it. It is of the size and make of the mockingbird, lightly thrush-coloured on the back and a greyish-white on the breast and belly. Mr. Randolph, my son-in-law, was in possession of one which had been shot by a neighbour, etc. Randolph pronounced it a flycatcher, which was a good way wide of the mark. Jefferson must have seen only the female, after all his tramp, from his description of the colour, but he was doubtless following his own great thoughts more than the bird, else he would have had an earlier view. The bird was not a new one, but was well known then as the ground robin. The president put Wilson on the wrong scent by his erroneous description, and it was a long time before the latter got at the truth of the case. But Jefferson's letter is a good sample of those which specialists often receive from intelligent persons who have seen or heard something in their line very curious or entirely new and who set the man of science agog by a description of the supposed novelty. 
a description that generally fits the facts of the case about as well as your coat fits the chair back. Strange and curious things in the air, and in the water, and in the earth beneath, are seen every day except by those who are looking for them, namely the naturalists. When Wilson or Audubon gets his eye on the unknown bird, the illusion vanishes, and your phenomenon turns out to be one of the commonplaces of the fields or woods. End of section 7